Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 84. I'm your pal Val, and with me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? Hey Val, doing well. Glad to be back. Great to have you back. And the man, the myth, the legend, PSA Hall of Famer, Logan, how are you? King NASCAR. I'm feeling dueling tonight. <laughs> oh, very nice. we got a great show for everybody today. Uh, we're going to check out what's going on in the world of NASCAR. We're going to talk about the Tops F1 that dropped this week, today, while we're recording. But And then we're also going to talk about the couple of races that are going on this week here over down in a little place in Daytona, Florida. So we'll get our predictions on that. But I'm super excited, pumped for this week. It's finally started happening we're getting the new season up kicked off so in all the series super excited for truck xfinity and cup race yeah i'm excited um you you know they had uh the front row qualifying tonight right you know that right yes i watched a little bit of it before <laughs> we started recording <laughs> yeah you saw who got the poll no surprise yeah no surprise the continuation of last year kyle larson and alex bowman is going to start second and then all the other positions will be determined through the dual 150 races on thursday yeah it's all all happening thursday and on we had a lot of news this week coming out i don't know what we want to hit first yeah we've got some sad news to start out with wendell scott jr who's the son of nascar hall of famer wendell scott passed away on February 11th, you know, he was a fixture on his family's or his father's family team back in the fifties and sixties. And, uh, he was there, um, you know, with his, you know, all his siblings, I think there was like seven kids that Wendell Scott had, but I, I know that, uh, you know, we got to meet him and Sybil Scott in, at the hall of fame, very, very nice people. And I'm very sad to hear that he passed away. But, uh, you know, we just want to pass on our, our condolences to the Scott family, you know, during this difficult time. So just want to start out with that. Yeah, some sad news, but definitely integral part to the, to the family. I think he was he also raced a little as well when uh, Wendell was injured and he had to, I guess, pick up the mantle and, and still drive because, you know, they still had bills and everything else. So. Yeah, that was back in the day when, you know, all the teams or all the drivers, you know, when they were racing, they were thinking about feeding their families. They were there to make money to feed families. I mean, a, a lot of them were running for championships. They were running for money so they could pay the bills. Yeah, I think that kind of gets lost from the new modern era to, you know, years ago, the way they raced and, you know, not really having these big corporate sponsors or these big cash rolls and stuff and they were basically running from race to race to make it to make ends meet yeah i mean it's like you know you you've heard um fred lorenzen talk about you know he he ran you know all the big money races so he could you know help you know feed his family and you know he wanted to buy his kids things and things like that back in the day so yeah that was that was that was the big motivator back then so, uh, got a little bit more news. Uh, found out that 
they, 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 excuse me, the Daytona International Speedway has announced that the Daytona 500 is sold out for this Sunday. So that's a good, good thing. I'm glad to hear that. You know, this is going to be the 64th running of the race. And, you know, we've got the, the next gen cars. So it's going to be an exciting race. So I'm glad to see it sold out. That's, that makes me very happy. And what's that, like 130,000? Yeah, something like that. I didn't see the exact total, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of folks. I, I saw a little thing like talking about, oh, well, you had 76,000 people at the Super Bowl. Well, <laughs> we're getting ready to have about 130,000 in Daytona. Yeah, we're going to double that pretty much, get dang close anyway. So, yeah, that's good. So, everybody tune into the Daytona 500 this weekend. So, it'll be fun. Uh, another thing that I saw just kind of struck me a little little funny. And I don't know if it's funny, but it's, it's actually kind of amazing. They said, NASCAR said that the merchandise sales for the, the uh, clash at the LA Coliseum were very, very strong. There were long lines for the merchandise. And especially Bubba Wallace, of all people. They had a lot of people uh, at his merchandise hauler, which they share with Joe Gibbs. That that's a big, you know, that's a big telltale sign of, of his fan base. So I'm glad to see that. I know I bought some merchandise last year when we went to the Nashville race, uh, me and my son. So that was that was that was good to hear. I just just want to throw that in there. Well, on that topic of Bubba Wallace and the merchandise, actually it came out today. We're recording on Wednesday that. McDonald's and some of the uh, apparel that 23 Excise team will have. So you'll have to go out and check out the website. Uh, he was modeling some of it, and I think his uh, girlfriend, a fiance, were uh, modeling some as well. And they have some of the stuff out there on the website. There's some uh, sandals and jackets and shirts and stuff. So it's a take on a lot of McDonald's uh, logo stuff. Yeah, I saw some of that. That's really cool. They incorporate French fries and other things in there. It's pretty neat looking. Yeah, so definitely, you know, out of the box and you know, appealing to, to you know, different folks, uh, younger folks. So, yeah, definitely. So I expect the merchandise sales to be strong at Daytona as well. I kind of wish I was there just to get watch the race <laughs> and get some merchandise. <laughs> so it's interesting to see we have these new teams or these newer teams, a lot of new blood coming into the sport. Uh, and how that kind of translates to cards as well. So I expect to see some of these drivers, you know, their cards will sell pretty well as well. As well as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of the Daytona 500, you know, there's going to be for this is the first time I think it's been in the last few races. There's going to be 42 cars enter, or entered to qualify for a 40 car field. So two drivers are going to miss the race. So that's pretty cool. That gives you a little bit of drama. I mean, I know you've got all of the charter teams, but you've still got six teams that are going to have to qualify, you know, with two of them getting bumped out. So that, that'll, that'll make it a little bit more exciting during the, the twin qualifiers. Some of the new names are old names, new names, but I saw Greg Biffle and the Formula One champion. Yeah, Jacques Villeneuve. Yeah, he's he's going to be running the 27 car. I, I, I kind of hope he makes it. I would like to see him make it. He's He's been around a long time. I, I don't know how old he is now, but he's been, he's been around for many a year. Yeah, some of the other qualifiers are going to be Kaz Grala in the 50 car, 
J.J. Yaley in the 55, Noah Gregson in the 62, and Timmy Hill in the 66 car. So those are the six that are going to try to qualify on time during the race tomorrow. Did you see any news about Bush Light Beer and their new campaign? I have not seen that. The, the, <laughs> the Accelerate Her campaign? They're taking part of their NASCAR budget and going to allocate it to women drivers, trying to get more women to the cup level. And these are for driver, uh, female drivers that are over 21. And there was a list, I think it was about eight or 10 women who are going to qualify. So this is going to help like Brittany Zamora and a few other folks, Jennifer Joe Cobb. Uh, and so Bush Beer on their own is trying to get more women at the highest level of uh, the cup level. Wow, that's great. My, my hat's off to them. That's I'm glad to hear that, and and I hope it really works out well for all those women drivers. I think so this is it, kind of <clears throat> does this mean that you know the seven of them that are pictured? Does that mean that they all will be Bushlight sponsored? I would think so. To some degree, think, yeah, I, yeah. And then it's not like they're coming in and, run, and running a full team. So they're they're getting a boost in their funding. We always talk about how important it is to have sponsors and to get that funding to help. So, you know, this could get them some better equipment here and there, tires, gas. I mean, I don't know if people realize it, but, you know, you have to pay for tires. You have to pay for gas. And the tires used to be, I think, like $400 a piece. So I don't know what uh, what they if they're, if they're still about that or not. So, you know, going to race is uh, very expensive. Oh, yeah. It's that old saying of how do you make a small fortune or a small fortune in racing. Yeah. You start out with a big fortune. <laughs> exactly. So I think Natalie Decker was in the list uh, and a few others. So I was really excited to see that infusion to help try to get more women into the cup level. I think it'll help NASCAR in the long run. I think it will definitely increase ratings for NASCAR, you know, half the, half the demographics women. So I think it'll help in the long run. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, no doubt. That's great. So tell me, cause I'm looking at these ladies in the picture. Who is Jennifer Joe Cobb? That is somebody I've never heard of. And then I have a follow-up question to that. Look, you want that one? You want to take me to take it? Go ahead. So Jennifer Joe Cobb, uh, she runs in the truck series. She's a small funded team. I believe her father was a racer as well. She's grown up in the sport and she's been running. She actually has some cards. I think it was 2010, 11, maybe, uh, I don't know, 13 and 14 as well. I, I don't know why Panini has not pictured her or have her on a card at all. But Logan, I don't know, jump in if there's anything else I'm missing here, obvious. Yeah, well, she she has had some cards in press pass, so that tells you how long it's been and how long she's been been in the sport. I mean, the main reason I ask is looking at the other ladies in the picture, there's definitely an age difference. You know, when you're talking with Cobb versus Decker and Brittany Zamora, you know, there's definitely an age difference. So I didn't know what her historical importance was or if there was something that i you know was just oblivious to so she's running she's running her own small team and like we talked about you know she, 
with whatever funding she can get is what she can run. So for whatever reason, you know, she hasn't gotten the sponsors or big sponsors or whatever it is. And, but she's out there running. Yep. And she's, you know, she's a good truck driver. It's just, I think she would really showcase well if she had a lot better equipment and maybe some of this money can help, you know, get her towards that. And what was your other question? Uh, I guess I didn't really phrase it as a question, but it was the age difference, you know, just I gotcha because it, it is noticeable. I mean, and I don't mean that negatively by any stretch, but who she's with. Yeah, she's not, you know, in, in her early 20s. Right. Um, she's probably like in her early 40s, maybe. But like I said, she's been driving in trucks for for quite a while. I have to get her pull up her stats here. Which in if she does nothing of any other importance, that's no small feat in itself. I mean, that she's been doing it for that long. So that's off to her. Uh, and, you know, she's also run some Xfinity races as well. So she, she's been around. Yeah, she was born. I just looked it up. She was born in 1973. So, yeah, she's like great at 39, 40. Yeah, she's, she, you know, she's 40. Or no. She's 40, 49, 50. Yep. And so she's been running for 14 years in the trucks, started age 35, uh, 230 races. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's so, not her first rodeo. No, and she, but unfortunately, though, you know, she only has one top 10. Yeah, that just kind of goes back to the old thing we've been talking about before, you know, where you could, you could be the greatest driver on the planet, but if you don't have the equipment to help showcase that, you may not ever get a chance at the at the big leagues. So, you know, that equipment is just as important as having the talent. Right. And and, and also, you know, she's running for her own team. So uh, trying to feel all that. There's definitely economies of scale, you know, when, when you have multiple trucks where you can take advantage of, of some of that stuff or trucks, cars, whatever it is. I don't think she she has that. So I think she's a born born racer and she'd been running for for quite a while i'm looking back so from 2011 on it's at least 12 races up to like 23 races a year so yeah she had 230 races in uh the trucks and 31 races uh, in xfinity and plus she also ran arca back in the day you know and i i know this is all my fault i caused this <laughs> this whole situation but I, I'm looking at her cards because, you know, it's been so many years. I wanted to see what the last ones were. They're not cheap. I mean, she has an autograph on eBay that sold for $15. And she has a really nice autograph. Yeah, she has know, a very good autograph. Yeah, I don't know anything about this driver, but all of a sudden I'm very interested. So. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, I met her, uh, we, we've talked before, the Little 600, which is a race around the Coke 600 time at, GoPro Motorplex where they they, they come or whatever. So uh, and I, she's also been to the Hall of Fame. They had a few women there as well with Jennifer, not Jennifer Jokov. I'm sorry, Johanna Long. She was another Xfinity driver back in the early tens as well. So really nice and great autograph. And like I said, I, I wish you know she had some more more cards. So yeah, she has no Panini cards. So like I said, everything right. everything's press pass for her. Definitely. But it was awesome that you know she's in that class, that first class of accelerate her. So 
Uh, there's some other female drivers in there as well. So I'm hoping that this will help. And I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, man, it'd be great if, you know, Budweiser, Budweiser Bush got on with Panini or whatever and had cards in these cases of, of beer or whatever or some kind yeah, of that's what we regional sale. Might as well put cards back in tobacco. I mean, let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like giveaway sets or whatever, but anyway, it's all <laughs> about the cars, man. With a case of beer. <laughs> well, you know, different beer promotions they've done over the years. Oh, I know, I know, but things change, Val. Things change. And they have. Anyway, so- we digress. We're already <laughs> 15 minutes in. <laughs> and, more, and here we are talking about that. We have, we got Daytona coming up. Let's, let me go over real quick. The races for this week. We have the races Thursday night, but Friday night at Daytona International Speedway, we have the Nextra Energy 250 truck race. That'll probably be the best race of all of them. I don't know, man. The Xfinity race, the beef, it's what for dinner, 300 (laughs) at 5 p.m. on Saturday, and then the big one. Sunday, February 20th at 2.30 p.m., Daytona 500. So I'm super excited. It's all going down Friday night all the way to Sunday. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, starting tomorrow or, you know, on Thursday through through Sunday, I mean, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, you know, that, that's going to be one good thing about me working from home. I can have the, the qualifiers tomorrow on in the background and, and be watching that while I'm working, so... That's a that's a plus. I like that. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, we have any projections for who's going to win Daytona 500 this year? Well, yeah, I think we all do, don't we? I'll, you, you want me to start, start out? out? I'll, I'll start out. Good. All right. Rookie of the year. We're also going to do predictions for the year as well, not just the Daytona 500. So we're going to pre- we're going to predict our or make our choices for rookie of the year, the Cup champion. Uh, and I also did a dark horse for the T- Daytona 500 plus my I picked for the, as the winner. So here's my pick. Yeah. I've got for the rookie of the year, I'm going to go with Harrison Burton in the 21 car. I just think that that team is going to mesh real well with him. Uh, if that car is going to match his driving style. I think he's going to be the best rookie of, of the three that we've got this year because it's going to be between him and uh, Austin Cindric and Todd Gilliland. So those between those three, that's who I'm picking. And as for the champion this year, I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. He's paid his dues. He's been close. If he has a year this year like he did last year and just does a little bit better, you know, he's the champ. You know, of course, they're going to have to dethrone uh, freaking Kyle Larson. But we'll 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 see how that goes. But I'm picking Denny Hamlin as my champion. Now, for the Daytona 500, I'm picking a dark horse that you know has a, I think has an outside chance of winning. And you guys may laugh at this. I don't know, but I'm going to go with Todd Gilliland. I there's something in the back of my mind saying that he has a chance. You know, it's kind of like you know reminiscent of of Trevor Bain, things like that. So he's he's a rookie. And he's in the front row motorsports and front row motorsports won last year. So, Hey, maybe. So we'll see. Yeah. I did not see that one coming at all. Yeah. 
that's I don't know. It's been that 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 name just keeps popping up in my head. I mean, it's just it's I, I, so I went with it. Um, as far as winners go, I'm going to go with a former winner of the Daytona 500. I think it was 2015 when he won. Be Joey Gano. The from the practice speeds and things I've seen down in Daytona so far, it looks like the Fords overall are running the best out of all the new next gen cars. And Team Penske's up there. So I'm going to go with Joey Logano, and that's my pick for the Daytona 500. All right. Okay. You're up, Val. I'm up. You're up. What's my first? What's the first one? Whatever <laughs> order you want to do. He uh, Daytona 500 winner. I think I like the Fords, but I'm going with Harrison Burton. Okay. going to pull a Trevor Bain on you. For the Daytona, okay. And then for, I guess, Rookie of the Year, I'm going with Harrison Burton as well. Okay. For that. And then for Champion, I'm going with Chase Elliott. I think he's going to get his second one, huh? I think so. He could very well do it. It's interesting. So I want to tell you something before I tell you mine. So your prediction for Todd Gilliland, he is a 200 to 1 odds to win the Daytona 500. So if you would bet a dollar and he won, you'd win 200 bucks. Um, Harrison Burton, on the other hand, is 75 to 1. Joey Logano is a 12 to 1. So, I mean, predictable, I think we could say for the odds uh, there. It's interesting, though, for my picks compared to yours because they're they're extremely similar for the rookie of the year i was going to pick harrison burton and something told me to pick austin cendrick instead and that's what i went with um i know when we had talked about them before they were almost equals and almost a toss-up for that and and kind of where they would go uh, but i picked cendrick which I'm glad I did now. I can be different from you two. Um, for my cup champion, I actually have on here Chase Elliott slash Denny Hamlin, finally. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm not sure. I'm going to go with Hamlin. Um, for the cup champion, I'm going to go with Hamlin. Daytona. I have Denny Hamlin again because no one has ever won it three times in a row. So I guess I'm just going to have Denny Hamlin's going to have a hell of a season. And my actual dark horse, I'll take your words, Logan. In the back of my head, I thought if he wins Daytona, wins a couple, wins the cup championship, maybe he retires as a driver. That's kind of where my frame of mind was going on that. Okay. So, Denny Hamlin for both, and then Austin Cendrick for rookie of the year. No dark, no no dark horse. I think Denny Hamlin winning it three times in a row is a is a dark horse. Is a dark horse. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it, everybody. That's what we think. We'd like to hear these, what everybody else. These will be written down and saved, and we will refer to them back at the end of the season. Yeah, I just saved it too. <laughs> All right, good. Let's throw out a little bit of trivia here, and we'll answer it uh, after the next segment. But who owns the record for the most career starts in the Daytona 500? 
ooh, ooh, Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> You're exempt. You can answer it after this next segment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's the next segment? <laughs> I guess uh, 2021 tops Formula One, probably. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah, here we go. 2021. It's, and everybody, you know, it's 2022, and these should have dropped in July of 2021. But the word of the week is supply chain. So, and then they were supposed to be out a few weeks ago, but they finally dropped. I knew, everybody knew they were coming out today. I went out to the Tops UK site, made sure I could log in because login is required and proceeded to wait. Well, uh, I guess they did something new. I've never not seen this, but every all of a sudden when I hit a refresh, boom, I was in the queue. So I was like, ooh, ooh, I'm in the queue, but I have no idea what I'm in the queue for. I'm assuming it's for F1. But what's really weird, though, is that they don't have a place, you know, like coming soon or anything like that, right? So, you know, a website is very complicated uh, with lots of different pages, lots of different ways to get to pages and stuff like that. So. Uh, I found a link on the Twitter account or whatever for Tops UK to get me to where exactly I needed to go. You get, I got back in the queue again. And uh, when I came out of the queue, it was sold out. You think they were doing a lottery? I, I don't know if they, they said the queue was to allow only a certain number of people on the website or in the website at a time to, I guess, help it from being overrun and wouldn't get flooded with bots or whatever, but uh, whoever was in, and again, I don't know if they had a hundred thousand boxes for sale or a hundred boxes for sale. So uh, long story short, uh, it was about 110 euros, which converts to about $125. Uh, and they sold out pretty quick. Uh, later in the day, they were then available on the tops website. And it was kind of the same thing. Uh, you're in the queue, but when you come out of the queue, uh, you know, there's nowhere to go. How do you get to the get to the page? So basically, it's like boxes and packs, and you have to sort by you know latest available. But by then, you know they were gone as well, and they were about 125 hours. So, so they were not 300 or 700 like some of the big three are selling stuff for. Uh, they were 125 plus tax plus shipping. So you're looking at about 145 hours. So no autographs. A relic in every other box and eight cards a pack, 18 packs a box. Each pack has a parallel or insert, I believe. I think they had the checker flag. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, I'm like, when I saw that, I'm like, how come F1 can have a checkered flag parallel, but Penny can't have that? They can't in football. Oh, don't <laughs> hey, pull that knife out of my back. <laughs> uh, uh, so you know i've started to watch some of the breaks and I, you know i think this is at that you know it's a flagship product it's not a chromium product it's it's 175 card checklist uh, there's a f2 driver subset again this should have been out you know last year and uh you know they look nice but i don't know you know what that price point is i and as Uncle Rich says, you know, if they sell them at 125, they were probably, you know, packing them at 125 and not at five, seven hundred dollars a box. So I'm kind of at a 125. I think these are a buy, but I think you get anything over that. I don't. This is a, a wait and see or 
pick up what you want on the secondary market. I mean, I know stuff's fun to rip, but this is a little too high for me. I just don't see how they can justify these $700 box prices for these things. Uh, I mean, you got to think we've already, I would like to think Lewis mania has, has kind of reached its peak, but I don't know. Maybe it hadn't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe these sell for $1,400 a box and the 700 will look great, but I don't know. I've been doing this too long and I'm definitely a, um, like I said, at the 125, 150 or whatever it is, I think this is a buy and rip. I think after that, it's probably a, if you're going to buy, you're going to hold it. But So yeah. what did you see? Because uh, we talked before we started recording, of course. What was the price again for a case? I think it was uh, at the big three, it was like $8,300 for a... So that's like a $10 box discount if you buy a case, something like that, eight, ten bucks. So you're looking 12 boxes, correct? 12, 12 box boxes. case for $8,350. Okay, so I'm going to give you an eBay listing um, that, you know, sold today. 2021 Topps flagship F1 racing six box half case break for Lewis Hamilton. So what this is, is six boxes from a case. It's a break. It's a driver break. You get every Lewis Hamilton card that comes out of that break. This person paid $518 for six boxes. So like, you know, average $100 a box, 90 something like that. And we all know, or at least we assume, that most people are getting this for Lewis Hamilton and Max for stop on cards. And this guy paid 518 for six boxes, so we'll double that. That's a thousand. That seller still has another seven grand to make up, you know, to break even on these case breaks. And I just, seems impossible to me yeah even with 40 drivers i don't know how you do that i don't i don't see how you you break even at that price because my thought was there were only five bids and i know it came out and they probably sold this you know had it pre-listed and whatever and it ended today because of the hype but five bids on your number one slash number two driver in the set you only got five bids. Like that's not to me. That's not good. That's worrisome, you know. And I can't imagine he, this seller was only expecting, you know, a little over five hundred dollars. Well, maybe maybe Lewis Mania is starting to die down just a little bit. I mean, this is when you think about it. This is the this won't be his rookie. This is the second year. I mean, it what twenty twenty really technically wasn't even his rookie either. But a lot of people seem to look at it that way. So I just don't I, – I just can't justify some of these prices. So let me give you two more that are from the same seller just because one is a name I don't know. Um, Lando Norris. I don't know that name. Uh, for the six boxes, it was $400. And then for Max Verstappen, it was 420 So, I mean, there are a couple other names in there, obviously, but – Still, we're talking how steep this is, and this is not a good. So I think Lando is the number two behind Lewis. Okay. On Mercedes. Is that right, Logan? 
Mm, not, I don't know. I'm okay. Not I, I believe I believe so. I have to double check, and then Verstappen, you know, and then the other one I expect to see is like George Russell. But again, I, I think Jason, what you're saying is, you know, there's a big drop off. So, right. so Max and, and Lando, but then some of these other guys. I saw yeah. one sold for twelve dollars. <laughs> you know, yeah. on a eight thousand dollar case, that's that's not good. That tells you that tells you everything you want to know right there. It really does. Think about it. It, it you've got a handful of drivers that are going to get the big money, and the rest of them are, are the also rands who are not going to get. They're just not going to get going to get that love. Just it's not going to happen. So it does Lando is he's, yeah the McLaren Mercedes team. Who's that? Lando Norris. Mm-hmm. He is part of the McLaren Mercedes Mercedes team. Okay, that's what I thought. Hey, look, I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah, I'm trying to learn my F1. So, but, but you know, they're going to have point to- though. There's a if you're one of these other collectors or one of these other driver collectors, you're you're like super excited to be getting your driver from like nothing. It would almost be worth the gamble if you didn't know who these people were. I mean, for twelve bucks. That's not even one pack, you know, from a $700 box. You can't even get a pack for $12. It's really not a bad gamble. I mean. Not a bit. Buy a few of them. Right. If one of these guys pops and you just happen to make a little bit of money, you're, you're in, the, in the black. So. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if you hit the one-on-one. Yeah. That, I mean, that's very true. And again, you know, all this gambling going uh, on. And then you're gonna you have, what's that? You're going to make me spend money. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, you know, um, do the podcast and, and uh, go on ComC or whatever. It was too bad, too bad combinations or whatever. But yeah, I think, you know, with the, with the F1 and the collectors, you know, they're probably all still off of that high of last year, but some of us, we've been collecting a long time and, you know, I'm kind of leery. You know, this this is a good product and tops did a good job, but it's a flagship. We have these other market things at play that we can't see, right? So the distribution chain and how those are allocated and stuff like that. So um, we definitely want we want collectors. We want you know F1 NASCAR collectors, everybody else, but you know we want we want them to be around for a while as, as opposed to getting burned and then leaving the hobby. So. Yeah, and spending the seven hundred dollars and and the prospect of getting, I think the odds are good of not getting a lot out of that seven hundred dollars. I just, I don't know that I see the value. With me, I get spending seven hundred in my box. I don't even get a relic. Yeah, you have a 50-50 shot of getting a relic. So, do you talk about the parallels that they're going to have, the different ones? I did not yet. You want me to do that, or are you going to do it? I can do it if you want. Go ahead. All right. Well, they're going to have aqua parallels that are one from 199. They're going to have blue number to 99, gold number to 50, orange to 25, black number to 10, and red number to 5. And they're going to have what they call a foil fractor, which is the one of one. So everybody will be looking for those. And did you see also, Val, that there's going to be a sparkle foil parallel that are exclusive to blaster value boxes? 
I did see that. Coach DGS, uh, I guess they had changed the pack out or whatever, and so they were getting the updated information. So one of the other things, too, is that uh, Walmart has a marker placed, or they have it. If you go out to walmart.com and look up the 2021 Tops Formula One, you'll see their blasters are 1994, but they're not in stock yet, So, which means there will be a stock drop uh, at some time. So if you have been shut out of the hobby or you want to try to get it at cost, then that's probably another suggestion I would, I would try. Have we had F1 blasters in the past? No. no okay. I didn't think so, but <laughs> I wanted to make sure. Yeah. They're doing a light box and they're doing a blaster box. What's a light box. You can make me go out to, uh, and look. Yeah. All I saw were the, the blaster value value boxes with the sparkle foil parallels is all I saw. I don't know if they're going to have something else other than that. It'll be interesting to see if they show up at target, especially like my targets around me. I mean, I might buy a couple of them, uh, but I guess it also depends on what they're, you know, what, what else is going to be in there. I mean, I guess you still have a chance of getting one of ones and all that. At least I would like to think. Well, and we all know, you know, the struggles that we face with, NASCAR cards popping up in retail, it's not as plentiful as as the other sports. So it makes me wonder how this, yeah, how this will go for for F F one. So the light box is in Chrome and it's a sixteen packs, four card pack for Topps Chrome Formula One, as opposed okay. to Hobby Box, which is gonna be eighteen packs a box, four cards per pack. I got a feeling Judging from what we're seeing from Tops, Tops's suggested retail price of what they sold them for today versus what they're already going for on the secondary market, that we're going to see probably some flippers and whatnot going after those, these boxes. Yeah, for sure, yeah. I got a feeling that, that, that you're, they're going to be hard to find and you're going to have, going to be back, at least on this product, back to the days of, people following the vendors around town and getting all of the uh, boxes they can. Yeah. It, it's definitely still happening, but it's also very much slowed down uh, because you see pictures of people, you know, what they're posting on Twitter and social media and the shelves are full once again, but then, you know, now I've seen a lot of people complaining today about production runs and all that stuff. And that's a whole nother ball game, but it's not as difficult, but it's still out there. Yeah, and again, man. for set for set collectors, that's a big 175 card set. Yeah, that's the other thing about this is I, how in the world can they have 175 cards? I mean, I know they've got 50, I mean, excuse me, 40 drivers just like we do in NASCAR. And what? huh? Well, I was gonna say the first 57 are F1 drivers. The next block are F2 drivers, future stars. Then from 80 to 95 is f1 crew then they go f1 cars f2 cars grand prix winners grand prix driver of the day award winners and then f1 freshest and that's your 175 cards i actually kind of like that that they're spacing out what they have and giving you know a designated allotment of cards for all these drivers because 
you may never get those drivers on a piece of cardboard again, especially some of the guys in F2, because who knows it's what we've talked about every week, how long this F1 trend is going to last for cards, especially. And I think the F2 cars or F2 drivers are my, that's probably where I would target as, you know, as a prospector or something mm-hmm. for later on. But because I can't imagine they've had anything prior to this. It they would only be in the tops now. That's it. Yeah. So that's the 2021 tops F1 flagship. Yeah. And I just looked at that. There's 18 different Lewis Hamilton cars. And if you want to throw in the image variation, that's 19. That's not, I mean, we kind of laugh and joke about it. That's not terrible. I mean, when you consider the base, the car, the award winners, I forget what else he said there at the end. Um, the freshest and the yeah, driver of the day. That's terrible compared to what we joked is what it would be, you know, him looking to the left, looking to the right, and you know, all these different poses. It's not terrible. Yeah, but that's still over 10%. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I'm with Val. I think the play is on the Formula Two drivers and which one of those guys is going to come up and, and be the next. Max Verstappen or Lewis Hamilton? Now, let me ask you guys, because I have not ever purchased a single F1 card of anything. Have they used any sort of rookie card designation? And do we expect anything for the F2 cards? I do know they do have the rookie logo on, like, the Chrome and some other stuff. And I don't remember the F2 drivers. I think they have it. Yeah, I remember seeing it on the F1 drivers, but I don't know for sure on F2. Yeah, because I don't think there have been any card images released, like with an actual driver on them. We've gotten gotten some silhouette cards, but that's about it. Are these the same design as the baseball? Flagship baseball? I think they're close. That's one of the things, just off the top of my head, they kind of look like they were close, but... Let me look. Yeah, same design. That's kind of what I thought. It should have been last year's baseball design. Well, it is. It is. It's okay. the only one baseball, yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you, Jason. I may have to get in on a few of these breaks just to see what happens. See I already I did on about 10 guys I've never heard <laughs> of. <laughs> well, you're going to have to report back then. Well, I figured if I start bidding on them, I'll know tomorrow to look when I'm at work. You know, if I, <laughs> I'll get the outbid notification because I just went and did a dollar on a bunch. That way I would get the notification that I was outbid and then I could start following it. So, because the ones that I saw still had 15 or 16 hours left. So that's, you know, tomorrow about, you know, two o'clock Eastern. So my afternoon could be busy. Priorities, man. Priorities. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you've gotten the um, Tops 2021 flagship, let us know how uh, you like it. Yeah, I'd be glad to, to hear what people have to say about it. To me, it just seems like it's a lot of cards, <laughs> 175 cards for a set. You know, and when did it say that it was going to ship? It's shipping – it's already shipped today or yesterday, so people have been getting it today. Okay. 
which was is Wednesday. Everybody, this will be uh, released on Friday. So, okay. so I guess now's a good time to, to let everybody know who owns the record for the most career starts in the Daytona 500. Any guesses? Uh, I think I, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Petty. I don't know. That's most a good career. guess, Richard. That's a good guess, but that's not it. That's it's not be, it. It's gonna be Dave Marcus. That's correct. He's competed in the Daytona 500 every year from 1968 until 1999, finishing with a record 33 starts. And here's another little piece of trivia on Dave Marcus that a lot of people probably don't know is, you know, he doesn't, when he was driving, he did not wear your typical racing shoes. You know, the fire, the ones that are kind of, you know, have whatever, treatment they have to keep your feet from getting burned which they, they still got burned anyway because it just got so hot but dave marcus he wore your regular i think they were maybe like tom mccann wingtip shoes those were the shoes he would wear to drive a race car he huh. said things uh helped insulate him the best and they were most comfortable and so he wore wingtip shoes when he drove huh. a race car so there you go there you go do you see his record as something that will be broken ever? I, I can't uh, imagine. I, I don't know that it will. I mean, you got to think, even even Jeff and Jimmy didn't do that. Yeah, that was kind of the first thing that I thought of, too. First people. Yeah, I mean, and look how many Richard Petty was in. He, did, he didn't even do that. So... Yeah, I don't, I don't see this thing getting broken any, anytime in the near future. Not Maybe not in our lifetime, anyway. Yeah, because I was thinking if you know I took Kyle Busch, his rookie was in two thousand and four, and then added what was it 30, 33 starts, that puts him running till twenty thirty seven. Nah, he's retired by then. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of Daytona five hundreds, and he's also in the nineteen seventy two STP set, yep. which is celebrating fifty years this year. Yeah, I was lucky enough to get to meet him back about 26, 27 years ago in Phoenix. And he was a really super nice guy. That was when he was running the Prodigy car. You remember, the, <laughs> remember Prodigy? <Yeah. laughs> yep. The competitor yeah, well. of AOL. <laughs> but that was actually some of the best best funding I think he had ever had for himself. You know, Because he started out, I think, running for Penske back in the day when he first started. I think that's where he got his wins. He, he, I think he's got two wins. I'm trying to remember. I think that's about right. But yeah, he got those running for uh, Robert, uh, Roger Penske. So yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, we have any eBay auctions? Yeah, we do. As a matter of fact. All right. Well, hold on. <laughs> let me give another trivia here before we start the eBay auctions. Uh, why was the 1974 Daytona 500? Shortened to 180 laps. Do, 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 okay. Do, what kind of eBay auctions you got? Okay. I've got one that's very timely that ended on the 16th. It's the 2021 Tops Formula One flagship racing sealed case, 12 boxes, hobby boxes. It sold for drum roll. $5,785 by 
buy it now. <laughs> so that's that, $482 a box? $482 a box, yes. Wow. So watch out for the flippers. They may run over you in Walmart and Target. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was... So the prices have been set. There you go. It's the you're not going to get one for 125. You're not going to get one for 250. You're not going to get one for 300. You may luck out and get one for 400 or something. Maybe I don't know. But yeah, the gauntlet the gauntlet has has been been dropped on this. Amazing. It is unbelievable. So the big card of the week was on February 12th. It was a, and of course, another F1. 2020 Topps Chrome Formula One Sapphire out of 70, I think it's out of 70 cards. Max Verstappen. And no, that's out of, uh, I think it's, a, it, it, he's got out of 70, but I'm not, I can't say that that's exactly right. Anyway, it's a PSA 10, and it sold for a buy it now price of $9,999.99, $10,000. Amazing. Yeah. That was that was the big card sale of the week. That one right there. It was a PSA 10, so I can see it kinda, but still 10 grand for that is is pretty steep. And the season really hasn't been started yet, right? Usually this is the low right before the storm when the season picks up. So I guess we haven't seen that with F1 though. I know I've seen it with NASCAR. There's some good prices to be realized right now. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say maybe there's no such thing as a lull in Formula One right now. Maybe maybe NASCAR is the only thing that does have a lull, but that's fixing the change. Yeah. All right. Something else I saw on the 15th, 2020 Prism Ty Gibbs Red and Blue Hyper Prism out of 30 sold for best offer accepted of $185.51 for Ty freaking Gibbs. And speaking of Ty freaking Gibbs, they announced it, I think, today that he is running full-time in the Xfinity series. Wow, that was a really well-kept secret. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that was the worst-kept secret in the garage. No doubt. I mean, they officially announced it today. It's like, because I saw, I saw a tweet by Ty Gibbs about that, and I retweeted it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, tell us something we didn't know. Ty Gibbs, <laughs> top breaking Gibbs. Um, something else that, that's kind of cool that I saw was a President's Choice, which we've talked about those. These are not licensed, but they're still pretty cool cards. President's Choice Solitaire Dual Patch of Dale Jarrett and Joe Nemechek. And it's, of course, they're all one of ones. It went for $100, buy it now. And I think the Jarrett had like a Ford emblem and the Nemechek had his name you know name had Nemechek on it so it was a pretty cool looking dual patch so I can see why somebody would pay a hundred dollars for that it was it was really nice yeah getting the yeah. Ford logo and that would be cool yeah it sounds like a deal and I remember from working at Steel City those brands like Sport Kings President's Choice just did not get the love because they weren't you know the mainstream Panini tops upper deck and all that but Always had really nice cards. Yeah, I I was impressed the way this thing looked. It was it was it was pretty. It, you know, you know if you want to say pretty for a NASCAR card, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
also there was on the 14th we there was a 1983 uno richard petty number 23 sgc nine went for a best offer accepted of 350 dollars and they were asking 450 so what do you think about that val uh well i was gonna say i think it sounds a little low but i guess you know it's an sgc holder so yeah but, i thought it was a little low too but i don't think you can go wrong for the king and how tough those are no the, the a3 owners just don't come up every day i mean there's there's always a handful out there but you know they're going to command especially you know the earnhardt and the petty are going to command some big bucks not to mention maybe daryl waltrip and a few others it's a good what substitute do you think that would for have, 72. What do you think that would have been if it was a PSA or a Beckett-graded card as far as the selling price goes? But before you answer, if you're a seller and you had it graded with SGC and you paid $30 to get it graded versus you know 100 from PSA, maybe that $70 difference has already been made up. And then you're not waiting as long either. But what do you guys think it would have been if it was a PSA 9? I'm thinking it's probably going to be maybe twice that much. Maybe six, $700. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's, that's a significant increase. Yeah, you're going to pay for that, that PSA flip. But they always do garner the better prices. So... But yeah, I thought that was I thought whoever got that was a good deal. You know, that may be one worth cracking out. I don't know. I I didn't really look at it with a magnifying glass, so I don't know it, how the corners and everything looked or how the back looked. And of course, we we all know those things scuff real easy. So right. I mean, who knows? You know, it it, it 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 probably would come out as a PSA eight. If I think if you crossed it over, more than likely, it always seems to be like, be like one grade below whatever SGC says. So also saw. Uh, 1989 Max Dale Earnhardt, number three, PSA 10. And, of course, they say the Intimidator. Wow, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Went for $800 best offer accepted. And they were asking $1099.99 for it. So I think that's, you know, that's down from what we saw during all the madness last year. Because I think, I think PSA 9s were getting close to that price last year. So, uh, so, I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's getting a little bit better. So it's a PSA ten for about eight hundred. Yeah, it's a PSA ten for eight hundred bucks. Uh, still, I think is good. I know, you know, we talked about the toolboxes are the best way to get some nice nine and ten. So, and that's an, a, again a beautiful card with that yellow, orange, and green backs. Yeah, it's definitely a NASCAR glamour card, without a doubt. But I think that's more in line, like you said, than some of the craziness we saw. But still a good price. Yeah. I mean, I think I think whoever bought it paid what it's worth. I don't think they got a, a deal or I don't think they stole it. I think that's probably about where that thing is falling right now. So I think that's fine. Yeah. It's good. Also saw, and, and these things are coming out of the woodwork, it seems like, the... Lewis Hamilton, Sports Illustrated for Kids, 2009, I'll use air quotes, rookie card, went for $150 raw. And that thing, I think, was way off center. didn't look all that great. Uh, they were asking $350, but the, the $150 was the best offer accepted. 
but I've noticed a ton of those lately. I don't know about you guys, but there's been all of a sudden there's been like a bunch of those things. It's like, I guess everybody's going back in time trying to find what they can, you know, what they can sell and, and you know, max out the price on. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a lot of those have started to, like you said, come out of the woodwork. I mean, I like that card, but I don't like the card because it's just a picture of the car. It's not a picture of him. Yep. Yeah, and, and the majority of those cards that I have seen are off center. So whenever they ran the little little perf machine over the over the cards, they didn't line it up at all. <laughs> so good luck finding one centered because it seems like the majority of them are way, I mean, way off center that where if you send them in for grading, you're going to get a whatever grade OC from PSA because they're not even close to being centered. All right. Uh, some also saw a color blast Jeff Gordon, which you know we were talking about Jeff Gordon last week from this year's uh, Prism. It went for two hundred and seven dollars and fifty eight cents with twenty eight bids. So that was a lot of bids, but you know, really, as for as much as those things were going for earlier in the year, and it is Jeff Gordon, and it is his first year with Panini. I don't think that was really that bad of a deal. It, because those cards are beautiful. I love the way those things look. Yeah, I think somebody got a good deal on that one. I think they did. So kudos, whoever got that. You did great. Because you know how hard those color blasts are, get, are to get. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, you're not even guaranteed one every every case. It's like every other case, maybe there's a color blast because you got to compete with the, the Lava Flow cards as well. Another thing, one more thing that I saw was a 87... World of Outlaws, Jeff Gordon, number 52, PSA 10, rookie card, $800, best offer accepted. The guy was asking uh, $895, he, he settled for $800. So, again, that's kind of like the Dale Earnhardt 89 Max. It's about, I think it's about what you're going to pay for that card these days. I think that's that's a reasonable price. That's a good card. It's a very good card. I remember buying mine back in the day. I think I paid $125 for it and thought I was paying a lot of money. I wish I'd bought some more at that time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I – I think I got a um, a 9.5 on mine that I, I picked up. I don't think I could afford a 10, a PSA 10 back in the day, so. But that, yeah, that that's, a, that's definitely a Glamour card, and that's definitely a Mount Rushmore of NASCAR card for sure. So, I mean, I've got a few more, but they're really not worth mentioning. Uh, you know, I hit all the high spots. So okay. that's, so that's the eBay ending auctions of this week. All right. And we'll follow up with a trivia here. So why was the 1974 Daytona 500 shortened to only 180 laps? Any guesses? I think it was the gas crisis. That is right. Because America's energy crisis at the time, the 74 Daytona 500 was actually the Daytona 450. Yeah, I don't know how much gas they really saved. I guess they were just kind of, kind of just, you know, saying, "Hey, For sure, yeah, we, we sympathize with you guys, and we're going to shorten the race by fifty laps." So I don't know how old the the listening crowd is, but I remember as a kid sitting in the back seat of the car in line at the gas lines to get gas for the car. So yeah, I do too. I remember my dad moaning and groaning about the prices and stuff too. <laughs> Yeah, back then, what, 10 cents? Yeah, it wasn't, cents it wasn't Jack at all back then, but still. It's it sure were our age, yeah. 
Yeah. Jason's probably like, what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Youngster. <laughs> Anything else we want to talk about that I, I missed? We missed? I think that's it. I mean, let's just gear up for racing. My son's coming over this weekend, and we're going to, you know, we, we alternate years. I was over at his house last year. He's coming over to my house this year to watch the race. In fact, Saturday, we've got a big day planned. We're going to go out and we're going to go to a card show. We're going to go probably run some targets and Walmarts and whatnot. And uh, just have a day like we used to when he was little before he, you know, life got in the way. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward. I do have another trivia question or two. We can throw out real quick. The who was the first female driver in the Daytona 500? Hint, hint. She also drove in Indy cars. That's very true. That would be Janet Guthrie. She made history. 1977 Daytona 500 finished 12th when a car engines blew two cylinders with 10 laps to go, though she still earned the honor of a uh, top rookie. And then also which NASCAR driver owns the record for the most Daytona 500 victories. Uh, this is, this, this is a, a lob. You lob this one up. This is easy. King for Jason. Yes. I didn't want to say it, but that's what I was thinking. Yeah. He's, he won how many times Logan? Seven, seven times. So when they're talking about Danny Hamlin and some of the other guys, the King has won it seven times. So, yeah, that is why he's the King, or at least one of the reasons he's the King. One of the many. Yes. But yes. One of the many, you know, going back to Janet Guthrie real quick, you know, she does have some autographs in press pass legends. So, uh, they're very affordable and you know she is she is a history making woman so you know i've got her autograph uh i've not been fortunate enough to ever meet her but uh you know you can go check out and she's got cards and autographs in press pass legends yeah i i picked some up they are working on a movie i think for her or one of these something i think hillary swank is she's going to play her so that yeah. should be coming out here and I guess next year or two or something. So yeah, she had back in the day, especially when she was running, well, I actually really when she was running stock cars and indie cars, she had a lot of uh female oriented products as her sponsors, which was pretty cool back in the day. So that, that was a lot of awareness for women in NASCAR back then. She was definitely ahead of her time. Yes, she was. And then really in head of ahead of her time. Louise Smith, 1949 racing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think she, I think she might've been in the second NASCAR race. Not the first one in uh, Charlotte, the first cup race. I think she was in the second race. Where was that? I'm trying to remember. Was it Martinsville? I don't remember. But. Yeah, I think she was like in 11 races over the years, but, but just kind of tie in that with accelerate her some of that. So. So, yeah, awesome. there's been, been women in NASCAR since the very beginning. Yeah. Which is really not, cool. not for a very long time uh, through the year or so. Yeah. But I guess we'll leave it for there for this week. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. Hopefully they enjoy the races. And we'll be back here next week to recap the winners, highest finishing rookies, and their trading cards. So I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Panini America. And then for me and the guys, we will catch you next week.